Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is time, Cowboys Nation, for the scientific method. As you guys know, Patrick Nosey Walker in the building. Let's get into it. What's good, brother Pat? What up, brother? How go? Man, I'm a little jealous. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, you know, seeing the Texas Rangers win the World Series and seeing the celebration. I, I played the video of Texas Live, bro, and I got chills. I'm not even a Rangers fan, and I got chills. Yeah, because you're you're a fan of the sport. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that, so you know, first and foremost, let me just go ahead and, and repeat what I said on Twitter last night, which was. You know, just congratulations to the Rangers and the Rangers fans. I mean, this is a team that's that's been through the ringer. Um, I mean, I'm not going to bring up the the previous uh, World Series and how close they were. I mean, they got this job done. They had hot streaks this season. They had ice cold streaks that made a lot of Rangers fans wonder if they could get the job done. And then you look at how the regular season ended, um, and with the Astros kind of just skating by them to take the the division. And then it was the battle for Texas. After they go to Tampa and sweep, well, they sweep the Rays, they sweep the Orioles, the, the number one team, um, and then, you know, seven games against the Astros take game seven at Minute Maid Park, set the stage for the World Series, and then they just went and handled business. I had them in six, um, and yes, I have receipts for that. I had them in six, they went and did it in five, uh, and Eovaldi last night, man, just the, the picture of resiliency. Got itself in trouble several times, but just as quickly got itself out of trouble. So, yeah, Rangers fans, enjoy this. Drink it up. You know, it goes down smooth. Trust me. Uh, all love and respect from Braves country. We were hoping that we would get to face you guys in the series. We didn't take care of business. You took care of business. So, from every Braves fan not named John Smokes, uh, we got a lot of love for you guys. As my guy Chris Jericho would say, take it in, man. Take it, Take in. it in, man. <laughs> but John Smoltz, speaking of Jericho, but John Smoltz, you, you, you just made my list. You can't be going at Rangers and Rangers fans like that, man, as far as, like, just basically hoping that the Diamondbacks win. I mean, call it straight down the middle, man. That was We, we love you to death in Atlanta. You're a deity in Atlanta. But that broadcasting uh, during the, the playoffs, particularly the Rangers games, that I don't know what's going on there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have a long, hard talk with John Smoltz. But, Cowboys, you're up. You're up, brother. Exactly. And I, I was a huge Smoltzy fan, but I haven't listened to his commentary, so I don't know much about it. But, hey, Smoltz can't be doing that. But but you're absolutely right. The Cowboys are up. I, I know Jerry is watching that. He's going to see the parade, and he's going to be, you know, hoping at the very least. We didn't make any type of move, but hoping at the very least that the Cowboys can join that parade. And, it, it, look, let's just be honest. It's a measuring stick game, Pat, coming up here on Sunday at Philadelphia Lincoln Financial Field. It's a measuring stick game, and the Cowboys are going to need their horses. And there were a couple players who were out. Can you kind of give us a, a, an update on the injury report from yesterday? Yeah, we'll just do a quick rundown. Yep. Uh, Wednesday has become the Cowboys' veteran rest day, so had several veterans resting. Um, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, Jonathan Hankins, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Jordan Lewis, and Zach Martin, they were all 
uh, resting on yesterday. Michael Gallup popped up with an illness. He did not participate. I'm told he's expected to play on Sunday as long as he continues to improve over the rest of this week. If he doesn't, uh, Jalen Tolbert season, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, let's see. Oh, then, of course, the headliner, which would be Chuma Idoga and Tyron Smith. Now, Chuma uh, suffered, thankfully, a low ankle sprain in the win over the Rams. Not a high ankle sprain, so he has a good chance of playing this Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. He was uh, limited yesterday on Wednesday, so good good news for him. Tyron Smith did not participate. He was with the rehab group. That was expected, uh, but Jerry Jones told 105.3 The Fan on Tuesday morning that there's a great likelihood that both uh, will take the field on Sunday. We'll see how that goes. Now, it could be that Mike McCarthy is of the same mindset and he's you know giving Tyron that extra rest but today being Thursday this is going to be a, a key day to try to figure out what Tyron's trajectory is going to be are they going to have him limited today is he DMP again today with maybe limited tomorrow kind of ramping him up later in the week we will see so kind of what you were uh, saying before I jumped before I tapped in I mean this is going to be uh, whether it be Tyron Smith or Chuma Doga is going to be a, a strong task yeah. To try to contain that the edges of that defensive line of Philadelphia because those those they got horses too and they're ready to play. Well, let me let me just stay there then. Uh, talk about the Philadelphia game. You guys got a chance to speak with a lot of players in there. One including J. Ron Curse, who uh, you mentioned he was out with the toe. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem like according to from his interview that he's worried about it. it Seems like he's going to play. Uh, but real quick for the toe situation, you feel like he's going to play in this game or a little bit concerned? Well, based on the conversation I had with him in the locker room, um, and that was prior to the injury report coming out, you wouldn't have thought there was anything wrong with Jalen okay. or with Jaron Curse at all. Um, I mean, he is locked in and focused, and you know, normally with Jaron Curse, particularly coming off of a win, you know, he's he's flashing the pearly whites, he's talkative, he's he's fun, uh, but he's intense at the same time. Uh, there was. No, you know, flashing of the pearly whites. There was no smiling. There was no jovialness. There was none of that. It was just this this dude, I've not seen him like this this season. I will yeah. go ahead and just tell you right now. I've just not seen him like this. Um, He's just locked in. And I asked him about, you know, AJ. Well, they asked about A.J. Brown, obviously. And, and then I, I was like, hey, well, based on your role, you know, what's the challenge with Dallas Goddard? What, what are the big challenges with Dallas Goddard? And he was just like, you know what, man, I'm just – I'm not even I'm not even with the talking right now. I'm just ready to get out there and get it on, end quote. So that that's the tone that's in the locker room right now. And I think for the most part, these guys, I don't want to say learn the lesson, but, yeah, let's just go ahead and say it. I think they learned the lesson from San Fran, um, from, from, you know, from San Fran in, in the capacity of you understand the magnitude of the game, but don't OD on the magnitude of the game. Mm-hmm. You still have to go out there and execute and, and play well. You can't get too much in your head uh, like they did in San Fran because going into San Fran, obviously, Jaron was one of those players as well who was basically like, yeah, this is what we've been looking forward to. Leighton Vanderish, I've had this circled since January. There's none of that talk right now. All this, all this talk in the uh, locker room right now is, is it time yet? Is it go time yet? We're ready to get up there. And then you start asking these guys about, you know, some of the challenges, and they'll give you the generic answers. Yeah, A.J. Brown's a great receiver, et cetera, et cetera. But let, let's just go Let's go play some football, right? So even Dak Prescott's comment, you know, funny comment about poor honey on me. And, yeah, that made the engagement memes and all that, and, you know, those tweets because that's what those those farmers are going to do. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the, the crux of the comment, he basically called the Eagles the bear 
and he quote-unquote called him a great opponent, and he said, pour honey on me, as in, I'm not running from this fight. Same thing Tony Pollard said yesterday. He was like, we're not running from this fight. He said, all, you know, respect to the Eagles and what they're doing. They're 7-1 and one and they're rolling. Um, but he was like, we're not, we're not running from this. We got to go up there. We got to go through them. So, yeah, I love that energy. Let's go. Yeah, it's part of me wants some of them to just be on some, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Because cause y'all, y'all, yeah, not, y'all, when I say y'all, not? not you, but, you know, other other reporters are going to pick and pride and try to get some soundbite out of them. And, he, and these guys, I think, like you said, learn their lesson from San Fran in the sense of, yes, we understand this is a big game. But like you said, we don't need to OD on that, and neither do you guys, not you, but them, need to OD on that. We all know how big this is to go up there to get a victory. And that's why I said it's it's kind of that, that measuring stick, that, that next test for the Cowboys that they're going to see hear a whole lot uh, after the bye week. 100%. And there were a couple of fans uh, a couple of days ago that tweeted me. I didn't respond to them because I just kind of shook my head because it's like, okay, I'll let you have that. Um, and basically the tweets were, you know, no see, this, this game is the entire season. No, no, it's not. See, no. You're ODing. You're, you're ODing. It's not. Now, I I didn't know a way to frame it that it wouldn't be taken wrong on Twitter because no it's Twitter. On Twitter. So let me yeah. – let me let me say it verbally so so ladies and gentlemen can hear my tone. This game is not the end all be all for this season. This this is week nine of a seventeen week season plus playoffs. This is not the end all be all. Now it's also true that this game will largely help determine who wins the NFC East playoff seating down the road. So yes, this is a midterm for the Cowboys. There you go. They flunked the first test, but this is in fact the midterm. Now if for whatever reason they fail the midterm, which I don't believe they will, but if they fail this midterm, then they have one final shot, which is the final exam. But that is to say that what happens in this game, good or bad, is going to help largely determine how difficult the task will be in passing the final exam, but it doesn't fail the class. So that goes back to what we're talking about, Steele. And when, while we love to hear what J-Ron is saying and learning lessons from the San Francisco game, is understand the magnitude of this being the midterm. Study for it like it's the midterm. But don't OD on it and get yourself all worked up to the point where you can't perform well because you were so nervous and anxious going in. So, yeah, it's not. this is not the season Mm-mm. in week nine, but it damn sure will help determine how this season goes. So go up there. Pat, we still got you? Uh-oh. I got you. Okay, yeah, you, you kind of cut out there. But, yeah, and, and to, to to add on to that, this is also test or midterm one of two for this team, right? The Cowboys are going to see this squad yes. again. So it, this isn't the end-all, be-all, number one. But it is a big matchup. It's a heavyweight matchup, I think, across the board. When you, well, and, when hold you on, and hold on, and hold on, Steele. Let me also say it this way. Yeah. Let, let me also say it this way, not to interrupt you, but let, let me be clear on this. It's, it's a midterm exam for the Eagles as well. There you go. Now – not not nearly to the same level because of the Cowboys failing against the 49ers and the Eagles finding ways to win and being a 7-1. But this is an Eagles team that lost to the same Jets team that the Cowboys walk like a, like a straight puppy. This is an Eagles team that has Jalen Hurts throwing eight interceptions through the first eight games, and he's got a knee issue going on right now. This is an Eagles team that – and I don't play the whole, you know, strength of schedule game, but I will say, and I will – for those that are pointing at the Cowboys schedule and, and saying, well, who have they beaten – I could point at the Eagles' schedule and say the same thing. So the Eagles, as much as the Cowboys are about to be tested against 
one of arguably the best team in the NFC right now as we have this conversation, that the Eagles are about to be tested by one of the top three NFC teams as well with the Cowboys coming. So the Eagles can't – I mean, they can afford the loss, but not when it comes to Morley. They're trying to demoralize the, the Cowboys, and they, don't, they don't want the Cowboys to come in on CenturyLink Field mm-hmm. and, and take a victory, right? So there's pressure – on the Eagles just as there's pressure on the Cowboys just in a different capacity. So for those that are only viewing this as one-sided, believe you me, the Eagles are feeling some pressure by their fans and their coaching staff, and all week they're going to hear, whatever you do, do not let the Cowboys come in here and get this win. They're feeling it too. Yeah, and if you had to say the Eagles on that side of their situation are saying, whatever you whatever you do, don't let who – what matchup do you think the Cowboys either have an advantage of or are you just looking at it as like a heavyweight matchup that's going to be fun to watch? Because like you said, on our side, we're saying, hey, we got to watch out for A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard and all these other things. But on that side, they're saying the same thing about who, Pat? They're saying the same thing about Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. after seeing what they did to the Rams last week. They're saying the same thing about Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb after seeing what, the, uh, what they, those two did against the same New York Jets team that picked off uh, uh, Jalen Hurts twice. So you you look at it from that capacity. It's, the low hanging fruit would be obvious. Hey, you got to circle Micah. You got to keep Demarcus Lawrence in check. You you know keep an eye on Oso Diggs. Well, absolutely, all of those things are true. But after seeing the Cowboys' offense finally find its explosiveness with Brandon Cooks as well, mm-hmm. and then you get you're getting Jake Ferguson involved as well, um, and that was without Tony Pollard in that running game getting off. So this Cowboys' offense might have found its groove at the perfect time walking into Philadelphia. So if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you know that you have horses up front. You were talking about it quite well uh, before I tapped in. But those who haven't been following the Eagles closely will note that their secondary is very questionable. So that questionable secondary versus a Cowboys offense with Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and now Cooks getting involved, Jake Ferguson, it, Dak is 15 for the last 15 to Jake Ferguson for over 200 yards. That connection is very real, right? That mm-hmm. secondary is going to have to figure out how to stop a Dak Prescott who's 8-3 and three against the Philadelphia Eagles, who the last time he and Jalen Hurts went toe-to-toe, the Cowboys hung 41 on him. Dak had 300 yards for three touchdowns and no interceptions. So – that's who the cow. That's who the Cowboys' biggest weapon could be, as far as applying pressure. I know it's easy to think, well, it's going to be Mike in the defense, and it likely will be. But if the Cowboys can, if their offense gets off to a fast start, then yes, that's going to apply pressure to not only the defense in Philly, but it's going to turn the knob to Jalen Hurts and say, well, you're going to have to play from behind potentially, and can you do that from inside the pocket? And that's when things get real interesting for a guy who's on pace for 17 interceptions this season. You know what I just heard? I heard a little bit of science, and I got a feeling we're going, we're going to see a lot of that in your next article in the Science Lab. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, uh, no, I can't correct you because you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, science Lab, <laughs> this week's episode of uh, this week's edition, I should say, of Science Lab drops this morning, uh, no later than 11 p.m. on the mothership, DallasCowboys.com, and I dive deep into – uh, what the Cowboys need to do as far as passing this midterm in Philadelphia, the lessons that need to be learned from um, Los Angeles, I'm sorry, not Los Angeles, but San Francisco. And also I found a glaring weakness 
that I was not expecting with Jalen Hurts, and I am not mm. kidding and I'm not exaggerating. I was doing the I was watching this film and then something cropped up on his film over the past several games. I said, Hey, let me let me see if I can match some numbers and some, you know, matrices to this and they matched up and they just jumped right off the screen. I said, Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um make sure you check out uh, this week's edition of Science Lab drops this morning on the dot com. Um and just fortify your mind because big game coming up. Cowboys got to have it. Got to have it. Go get gotta it. Got to have it. Hey, appreciate you, Pat. Uh, make sure I check out his article and all his work on DallasCowboys.com. We'll talk to you next week, brother. Yes, sir, brother. We'll talk at uh, 6 and 2. Sounds good. Ooh, I love it. Let's go. Oh, that's my guy, Pat. More like, more like big bro, Pat. Scientific Method, another fantastic episode. Uh, I promise you, you don't want to miss his Science Lab articles. Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports.com.